Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 189, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer news, products and opinions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, as always. And you first-time listeners, we're glad that you found us and hope you enjoy it. My name is Stephen Fennig. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's program, Freeview to launch a mobile app, the problem with distracted pedestrians. Samsung S7 and S7 Edge have uh, got off to some pretty strong pre-sales and the high price of virtual reality devices. In the Tech Guide reviews, we check out the latest LG OLED 4K TV and the new drones from DJI and Parrot. And we'll finish things off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Plenty to talk about, so let's get cracking. Well, we've all heard of Freeview. There is uh, a it's a system that obviously brings us free to air TV, and all the TV stations are part of the Freeview family. Well, there was an announcement made uh, just just this week where the Freeview Plus, the whole consortium of networks that make up Freeview, are actually working on a mobile app so that we can actually live stream all channels to our smartphones. It's a pretty big decision here. This is a pretty big move because you've got to think that there are plenty of, of, uh, of opportunities to stream TV in certain ways. It's usually led uh, and driven through each individual channel with their catch-up services. Uh, and if you maybe if you have pay TV, you can stream uh, services like Foxtel to your mobile device. But For you to watch free-to-air TV now on your mobile device, you need a third-party product like like an aerial or some kind of device that can can get that signal, whether it's your own signal from your home, uh, through your home, your, your, your aerial on your, on your roof, your TV aerial, or an external aerial that can channel in a digital signal to your phone. Usually you need to plug in a d- device, usually a bulky product onto your, onto your phone, or ha- have some kind of aerial to receive that signal. Now, the upside of that, of, of receiving a digital signal, is that it's, it's using no data, and it's costing you $0. Now, with the Freeview version, this mobile app, which should be available in the coming weeks or months, they didn't specify a time, 
The difference here is that it is streaming to your device, so you're using data to, to receive the signal. Uh, the, the, I can remember years and years ago when the thought of having a digital a digital tuner built into a smartphone was something that companies back in their heyday, Nokia, was entertaining. We're talking 10 years ago now where the next big move for smartphones was going to be as your next television. Now the whole the whole system there the the DB DVBH the digital video broadcast handheld that was what that stood for didn't really take off. I think uh, when companies like uh, when the iPhone uh, took the smartphone in a totally new direction, so those innovations were kindly left by the side of the road. Now we now that we do have devices that are that are capable of uh, well with screens big enough to enjoy those those kinds of services to enjoy that sort of content, Freeview has come along with this mobile app. But as I said, it's going to use data. It's going to be free, so that that's the upside. That's one plus. It's going to be free, but it is going to use data unless you're in Wi-Fi. Of course, it will use data if you're roaming on 4G and watching an hour and a half of news, that's going to impact your monthly data allowance. So best to use it on Wi-Fi, plenty of that around as well. But think of it as having a free view set-top box in your pocket because this app is going to allow, it's going to aggregate all those free-to-air signals and bring them to your device. So that's really good news. Freeview, Freeview Plus, the mobile app. We're not going to see it, I think, till later in the year. I'd like to see it sooner rather than later. They didn't specify time they just said it's going to be rolled out this year it's also going to give viewers more features and functionality so not only can you watch live programs and never miss a show or a sporting event you may admit uh, that there's also the opportunity to use uh, certain catch-up services as well free view plus on the mobile it's coming soon and if you want to read more about it you can see it at techguide.com.au this is tech guide with stephen Finney. tech guide keeping you updated and educated now, there's already plenty of laws surrounding the use of smartphones when you're driving. But what about for pedestrians that are crossing the road and just in, in these situations on the street? Not too many are paying attention. That's the problem that we're facing here. There's a new report released by the Australian Pedestrian Council that says the number of people distracted is as high as 40%. And the reason they're distracted is they're looking down at their phones. How many of you are guilty of this, crossing the road, not really paying attention to the traffic, maybe a casual glance left or right, and just cross the road while you're looking or reading something on your device or maybe texting? Your mind is not always there. Now, the the incidence of pedestrian injury and even death are higher than ever. And the, the reason for that is because pedestrians are distracted by their mobiles. So much so that the Australian Pedestrian Council is looking to double the penalty for people who cross the road. Now, there's already a penalty for this. I think it's about 100 bucks. If you cross the road without, and I quote, due care and attention, that could lead to a $100 fine. What the Australian Pedestrian Council wants to do is to double that, make it 200 bucks, and even go as far as erecting signs near busy intersections to warn people to stop looking at your bloody mobile and look at the traffic. Look left, look right. Don't just walk out into traffic looking down at your phone. You're going to get injured or worse still, maybe even killed so do take care. Drivers have also been warned to keep an eye out for pedestrians as well. But it's a two-way, it's a two-way arrangement here. Pedestrians 
drivers, of course, are going to watch out, but you've got to watch out for them as well. Uh, there, there's a story I've written on Tech Guide. I've included a video that I found online that was created by the Lausanne police. That's Lausanne. I don't even know if I'm predict, pronouncing that correctly. That's in Switzerland. They've created a video. It's quite graphic showing uh, it starts out with a person sitting behind a desk telling a story about Joshua, which is the young guy in the video, headphones in, looking at his phone, loving his music, loving his chatting, loving his texting, and he crosses the road and gets cleaned up by a car. And the the person, the narrator, says, oh, look, check out Joshua's disappearing act, and then boom, he gets hit by the car, and he says, no more Joshua. Now, it is a shocking ad, and I have put it up on Tech Guide, so do check it out. I have put a warning there that it is quite shocking and sudden what you see happen in it, and it may cause some distress to some users. So just a little disclaimer there before you hit play on this video. And what we see in the video is this narrator appear again, camera pulls back, out of his office, out of the window of his office, and we see that he's the director of a funeral home. So it is. it seems quite uh, lighthearted when you first see it, but the the shock of the of the consequences of you being distracted on your mobile really come through, and uh, as I said, it it is pretty shocking once you see it. And and the, the the sad thing is, is this is all too it's it's all possible and all too common the number of pedestrians that are getting injured because we're not paying attention. Take your nose out of your phone. Take your lift your head up. Look around you. I, I've got I've got teenage kids, and 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 I always tell them. Never cross the road looking at your phone because all it takes is for a driver to be not paying attention, just like you're not paying attention, and you're going to come off second best because you're not in a car. The driver's going to hit you with his car, possibly kill you, and who's to blame? The driver, will he be blamed for not paying attention? Will the pedestrian be blamed for not paying attention? Well, the onus is on the driver here, of course, but if we all pay attention, then this won't happen. That's the bottom line. If you want to check out that video, and again, I stress that it is it is pretty shocking, that, that part of it, and uh, it, it may cause some distress. If you do want to see it, if you want to read my story, that's, that's okay too. And if you, want to read, if you want to see that video that I mentioned, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, we're only days away from the release of the Samsung Galaxy S7 and the S7 Edge. And they've been on pre-order now for uh, a a week and a half. Uh, They've been up for pre-order. I think they started on Feb 26. All the telcos put out all their plans and uh, had a special offer as well. So for anyone who's ordering through Telstra, Optus, Vodafone, Virgin Mobile, if they're pre-ordering an S7 or an S7 Edge from Samsung, you will receive a bonus Gear VR headset. Uh, that is uh, that's a, that's all for free and will work with that device. So what happens with the Gear VR is you actually put the phone inside the VR. That becomes the screen of the VR, and you can enjoy virtual reality, uh, pictures, videos, all kinds of things, games, lots of apps as well. So well worth it, and we think that's what's probably driving this record pre-order. For it, it's the biggest pre-order for any Samsung device. So uh, they're certainly expecting big things when it finally goes on sale this Friday, March 11, is when it goes on sale. So if you are thinking of buying one of these devices, my review will be published this Wednesday. Wednesday morning is when uh, the worldwide embargo lifts and my review will be on Tech Guide. 
But until then, uh, I've written already a hands-on, which you can see at TechGuide already, and I've already written the fact that these pre-orders have uh, not only set records for Samsung for any device, a pre-order device, but they're also twice as high as the pre-orders that Samsung received last year for the Galaxy S6 and S6 Edge. Now, I'm not I'm not uh, giving you any scoops here when I say that the S6 and the S6 Edge were considered to be disappointments, uh, disappointing devices for Samsung. Sales were way down. Reason for that: there was no waterproof. Uh, they weren't waterproof. They didn't have expandable memory. They were they tried to they were almost like an iPhone and side by side. Uh, unfortunately for Samsung, the iPhone won. They bled a lot of customers to the iPhone, but. I'm. Uh, I think this time around, Samsung has got a much more compelling device in the Galaxy S7 and the S7 Edge. They are both waterproof. They are. They do both have now expandable memory. They are also have an excellent camera, much faster processor, thirty percent faster than a year, than even a year ago. All impressive features, and you'll read all about that in my review on Wednesday morning. But you can also read the story about my pre-order, the pre-order records. Uh, you can see some information. You can all, There was also links in that story to my hands-on of the devices when I was at the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona as well. So exciting week for Samsung. Sales pretty strong, and sales will be uh, strong, even stronger, I think, when the device goes on sale this Friday, March 11. You want to check that story out and my hands-on and also all the details about all the plans that are available. You know where to go, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Virtual reality. They are words you're going to be hearing a lot of in 2016 and beyond. The VR has become quite the popular area of technology. We did see plenty of that at the Consumer Electronics Show when we were there in Las Vegas. We saw, again, plenty more at, uh, at the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. So the themes are pretty strong that devices are in demand. There are already a few companies making virtual reality headsets. Uh, and content is on its way as well. We're going to see plenty of that too. Uh, the two devices that we're going to talk about right now, though, the HTC Vive, that's V-I-V-E, Vive, and the Microsoft HoloLens, two pretty different products, but one thing they have in common is pricing was announced for them late last week. One thing they have in common is they're very expensive now, VR, any new experience is going to cost you money. Anyone who bought a, the first DVD player back in the 90s will tell you that the $2,000 they paid back then is nothing like the $40 that they are priced at right now. Like any new technology, VR is exactly the same. Any new technology is expensive. The HTC Vive, let's start with it. It's going to be priced, it was announced just last week, at US dollars, 899 US dollars, which places well over $1,000 for Australian customers. Now, this device is has a front, front-facing camera, so whenever you need to step out of your VR experience, you can actually see the real world and open up apps and do things on your phone without actually having to take off the headset. It's also got a high-quality lens, high-quality screen, as I should say, on board. So it's not like the Galaxy VR from Samsung where you just grab a Samsung phone and pop it in. This already has a high-def screen on board, which is what we tend to believe is why it is so expensive. $899, this virtual reality system uh, is available to uh, pre-order. I think it's going to be released late March, early April. 
So anyone who wants to get into it, and I've got to say I've tried these, and anyone who else has tried them has come away saying the same thing. They are amazing. There's also plenty of apps and lots of uh, lots of content ready to go once these hit the market, once they, uh, and, and even more content on the way. But it does uh, it does cost you a bit of money if you want to be one of those first people to enjoy the virtual reality through Vive. That's eight hundred ninety nine US dollars, well over a grand for the HTC Vive. Moving on to the Microsoft HoloLens. Now, this is a lot more than just a VR headset. Yes, you can enjoy a VR experience, but I think the approach here is is totally different. Now, you've got to understand the HoloLens isn't just a screen, which is kind of what the HTC Vive, all these other virtual reality headsets, is just another way of viewing the content. It's like a monitor that you wear on your face. So rather than you having uh, looking at it on a normal monitor, you're you're looking at it as something from an outside source through these glasses, through the HTC Vive headset. The Microsoft HoloLens is a different proposition altogether. It is an all-in-one unit. So not only is there, it's got high-definition viewing capability, so you can see the the whole computing experience is right there in front of your eyes. It's a fully-fledged Windows 10 computer and can be used like no other computer that's ever been created. So Microsoft see an opportunity here where this, this fully wearable system will allow us to compute in different ways, to create applications, use applications, communicate, collaborate in a totally different way, in an in a all-encompassing, all-surrounding way. So you can use uh, the holographic nature of these applications so you can see objects as if they're for real and, and manipulate them and, and edit them and do things like that. It's just an example of the possibilities of a device like this. So with all that in mind, it won't come as a surprise to know that the, they're available now to developers only. You need you need to qualify to buy this device. You need to qualify. Uh, you, first of all, you need to live in the U.S. or Canada. So if you want the one in here in Australia, you need to know someone in the U.S. or Canada. Uh, they, need, they also need to be a developer, part of the Windows Insider program. So these are the developer. This is the developer edition that's available. It's three thousand U.S. dollars. But don't forget, you are getting a computer that you can wear like a pair of glasses. It's quite a powerful device. The Microsoft HoloLens. And of course, that'll come down in time. Again, new technology costs money. Uh, anyone who's jumped in and bought it early, early adopter tax, I call it, that extra money they pay to be among the first in the world to use a certain product, that is, uh, that's the price you pay. That early adopter tax is not uncommon. The Microsoft HoloLens and HTC Vive, you can check both of them out. You can also see short videos and images of both of those products at techguide.com. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Today, we live in a world where cyber criminals are working overtime trying to find new ways to steal your information. The team at Norton is dedicated to keeping people just like you safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying your bills on your smartphone or shopping on your tablet or even doing the banking on your laptop, Norton's latest internet security solution, Norton Security Premium, is working behind the scenes to keep your information, your identity 
and your devices protected. It comes with secure PC cloud backup, so you can back up and save all your personal files, your photos, your videos, and all your other memories that live on your devices. For more information about Norton Security Premium and how to protect your online life, check out au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Kicking off the reviews this week, the Tech Guide reviews is the new LG OLED 4K TV. We... People are saying, hang on a minute, you've already reviewed a 4K OLED TV from LG. Well, this is one is different. The EF950T has a flat screen, also has several new features on board, including HDR, high dynamic range. So there are enough differences and improvements to review this in its own right. They're available now. They're available in 55 and 65-inch models. I'll give you the prices up front. It's, uh, they start at 5499 for the 55-inch. And if you want to go up to the 65-inch, that extra 10 inches is going to cost you 8999 But I'm sure in the because these aren't exclusive to any one retailer, there's going to be a fair amount of competition out there. I'd say those recommended retail prices are going to be pretty competitive. There's going to be some deals you can find in the marketplace. But are they worth it? The short answer is absolutely. This OLED TV, LG has really, this is their trump card. They have, they are the only major manufacturer that has OLED front and center in their TV lineup. They are taking advantage of that leadership and of this new format. Now, for those who who came in late, now that's a term that uh, you Phantom fans will know, those of you who came in late, I'm going to explain what OLED is all about. OLED is short for Organic Light Emitting Diode. Why is it so good, I hear you ask? Well, this material is self-illuminating. In other words, when a charge is passed through it, it illuminates on its own. It creates its own light. So when it creates its own light, what you don't need is an artificial backlight, which like a normal, a regular LED screen would require. Now, the ability to turn on or off completely is OLED strength. So what that means is that when a pixel is off, it is absolutely off. There's no backlight to block because it turns itself off. And then when it turns itself on again, then you're in business. So the ability to turn completely off means that the black levels, black is a very hard color to produce with flat screen TVs, but OLED plays it off a break because it can be completely off and the screen is so black you'll think the whole TV's turned off. The black parts of the screen are blacker than black and from black you produce stunning color. Now, the color that you can see, because there's no what they call light leakage in this in this situation, an LED TV has to block a backlight. When, when the pixel needs to turn off and, and be black or dark, it struggles to completely block that backlight, which is always on. So having having to block that backlight, unless there's what they call local dimming, which kind of turns off different parts of it, either way, there's a light to block, and some part of the screen you're going to find what they call light leakage. OLED doesn't have that problem. If the pixel's off, it's off. There's no backlight to block. It's simply off. So that added ability, that the, the lack of light leakage means you can also see more color. In fact, 20% more color 
especially at the darker range of the color spectrum, all these these colors are suddenly visible, something that light leakage blocks off with regular TVs. Are you following me? That is the basics of OLED and why it presents such an amazing picture. If you don't believe me, go into a store, stand in front of the LG OLED TVs, and then look at other TVs around them. You'll see that the OLED is the way to go. Yes, it's more expensive, but yes, it's a lot better. It's it's like paying extra for a Mercedes-Benz when other people are driving a, a Kia. That's the reason a Mercedes-Benz is more expensive because it offers more luxury and more features, which is exactly the way I'll describe the LG OLED. It offers way better picture quality. I'll say straight out, the best TV you can buy. This is, without a doubt, the best picture you'll see on a television. That's high praise. It does deserve it. Get in front of this TV, and you'll see. Now, the other feature that is on board, apart from a, a flat screen now, and by the way, the flat screen and curve, the curved models of the OLED are still available. They are the same price. So LG is placing no premium on the straight uh, flat screen or the curved screen. Everything's equal. If you like curves, they're still there. If you like flat, you're going to get one for the same price. So no, there's no, uh, there's no one that's more expensive than the other, which I think is a fair way to play it. Play it with a straight bat, and that's exactly what LG is doing. Another feature that you're going to see on not only on this TV, and this is the first OLED TV we're going to see, and you've got to remember, not only does it have OLED, which is it offers incredible blacks and, and terrific, bright, vibrant colors, it's also 4K, don't forget. This has got four times the resolution of full HD. So you've got 4K, you've got OLED, and on top of that now, you've got HDR, which is high dynamic range, a feature that won't be exclusive to this LG TV. It's going to be on every TV you buy from now on. That's that. That is this ability for the TV now to show blacker blacks and whiter whites and everything else in between. So there's going to be a lot more detail in the light parts of the picture and the dark parts of the picture. So you're going to see more. The example I gave, and I, I tested this out over the weekend, uh, the TV, there was one scene I was watching particularly to, to demonstrate HDR where it was filmed from inside what, what appeared to be a church. Now, inside the church was quite dark, but outside the archway it was quite bright. So what the TV did, it could compensate using HDR to make the inside have plenty of detail despite it being in the darkness, but yet outside in the brightness, there was also detail. So it offered the best of both worlds, detail and and uh, in, in the darkness, in the black part of the image, but also as much light, as much detail in the brighter part of the image, which on a normal TV would have just, just been washed out. Uh, and the black parts quite possibly have been just one big black blob and you wouldn't see any kind of detail or texture within those colours. So you can imagine now when you're watching films, whether it's you know, Star Wars or any other movie that has all these the dark scenes and dark images, now you can see a lot deeper into that scene you can see a lot more that's the benefit of hdr and the fact that it's 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 on an oled just makes it even better now you got to remember too this is a connected smart tv you've got web os on board web os 2 as a matter of fact on board uh it's also 4k as i mentioned and the content for 4k is coming through now you got to remember that netflix now streams in 4k there's also a ultra hd ultra blu-ray coming as well in the coming months so you're going to get a lot of 4k content that way uh so 
and a lot of that content is also going to be HDR enabled, including Netflix and including Ultra, uh, the uh, Ultra HD Blu-ray as well. That'll all be HDR compatible. So plenty of content on the way, plenty of HDR content on the way as well. So this TV, uh, the EF950T, uh, it has plenty of smarts. Uh, it has all your connectivity. You've got Netflix on board. It's got Wi-Fi connectivity. So everything you've come to expect from a smart TV are all on board. Really easy to navigate. It's what I like about WebOS 2. It also comes with the uh, magic mouse, so you can not only use the scroll wheel, but it also gives you a moving cursor on the screen. So it's kind of like using a mid-air computer mouse to get where you need to go. It's also pretty quick. It's got a uh, quad-core processor on board, so it's pretty snappy when you change channels and uh, move between features on the TV as well. Uh, we spent plenty of time watching this. The upscaling is also something I should mention too where uh, if you're watching say a Blu-ray disc or even a DVD, there's a six scale upsca- six stage upscaling system that can give you, uh, that can bring that, that content up to near 4K quality. One thing we should also mention too is the really smooth picture and that comes from the really fast response time. The response time on a TV is the time it takes to turn a pixel on, off, and on again. That's the response time. You see that measured in milliseconds. A normal LED TV, I think, is about two milliseconds, which is fast. That is very fast. But the OLED response time is 0.002 milliseconds, which is a 1,000 times faster than a regular LED screen. Yet another benefit of OLED. Now, the result of that is that there's hardly any motion judder. I hardly saw a smudge or a single judder on this TV when I was watching sport, when I was watching fast-paced action films, you know, where fast-moving objects on, a, on an older TV or a regular LED TV, you may see a little bit of uh, a little bit of blurring, a little bit of smudging as that image moves quickly across the screen and the pixels try to keep up. With uh, the OLED, that wasn't an issue. Really smooth. If you love your sport, you love your action movies, then you'll see them. You won't see a smoother picture than you will on this LG OLED TV. We watch plenty of content on it. Terminator Genesis. I watch Gravity, Godzilla, the most recent Godzilla. Uh, and I've got to say, the sound was pretty good too. Harman Kardon speakers on board. Big fan of those. They, uh, It sounds pretty good on its own. You can add a soundbar if you want. But on its own, the TV absolutely punches above its weight. Harman Kardon speakers on LG have been quite a success over the years, and this is no different. You want to read my complete review about the LG 4K flat screen OLED? You can check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, we've got a couple of drones to talk about, the Parrot Bebop 2 and also the DJI Phantom 4. We'll start off with the Parrot Bebop 2. This is what they call a leisure drone. This is a lightweight drone, weighs about half a kilo and has a controller. It doesn't have its own remote controller. You control it through a smartphone app or a tablet app if you want to use your tablet. Uh, it's got a camera lens on the front. Uh, it's got 40 megapixel. It can take 40 megapixel images, high definition video, and stores it on the internal 8 gig memory. Now this is the second model, uh, which is a pretty big improvement to the original. So there's a lot more stability. It's a lot easier to smart to to fly. It's a lot smarter as well. There's a virt- vertical stabilization camera, and you, you kind of know where you are. It can help you. Uh, there's an ultrasound sensor, pressure sensor, three-axis gyroscope. Uh, so all these systems working. 
together. There's GPS on board too. All these systems working together to keep you on course, to keep you flying smooth and straight. Uh, it's it's really easy. It, it's the sort of drone where if you're, if you're new to drones, uh, it is pretty easy to get it up and running and, and fly straight away. There's a nice autopilot feature that do, takes off and lands automatically. And that Free Flight 3 app is available for iOS and Android. Uh, so you can shoot decent video here. The camera is actually at a is on the front of the Bebop is at, a, at an angle, so it can actually shoot right. It, it sort of takes in more of the ground than of the sky. The previous model, the camera was facing too far forward, and you were sort of getting too much of the horizon and the sky rather than the ground below you. Uh, it's pretty sturdy as well. It's got a glass fiber reinforced chassis, so sometimes these things drop out of the sky. We maybe make a little mistake, uh, but it, it, it's, it's got shockproof feet, so it can handle the bumps and scrapes. It's got a flight time of 25 minutes on a single battery. It's got a removable battery, and uh, it's the first, actually, the first time a 500 gram leisure drone can fly for that long. So uh, pretty impressive. It's also got a bright LED uh, light on the back, like it's called like a tail light, so you can actually see it in the distance. If you want to go to the next level, you can get the Parrot Sky Controller Black Edition, which kind of incorporates. It's a physical controller that incorporates all of the the functionality of the app inside that smart controller. The Parrot Bebop is priced at eight ninety nine. It's going to be available later this month. The uh, if you want to buy it with the Sky Controller Black Edition, that's going to take you up to twelve ninety nine to get that whole package. Moving on to the DJI Phantom, which er, most people, including myself, consider that to be a, a more serious drone, a sort of a, a flying camera used by professionals, and it, it, it is kind of the leader in this in this uh, class of drones. The Phantom Four by DJI really has a bucket load of new features. It's smarter than ever before, easier to fly than ever before. It's had a bit of a redesign. The body is a little bit thicker uh, to give it sort of a little bit more, make a little bit more aerodynamic. And uh, there are also sensors, uh, cameras facing the front, facing the ground, so it can sense obstacles. It can tell if you're going to fly into something, it can sense it and back off. So that's one thing that not many other drones can do is avoid obstacles. The other smarts on board uh, involve uh, the controller and the, and the different flight modes. What impresses me is there are a couple of new flight modes here where uh, there's a tap fly mode, for example, where you just simply tap on a direction on the screen, the live view on the screen, and the drone will fly in that direction on its own without you doing anything. So you can control the camera rather than having to control the drone. That's one positive, uh, one, one good aspect of that new feature. It's also got a tracking ability. This active track can recognize a subject. So all you need to do is tap on that subject, whether it's a person or an object or a car or a boat or whatever it happens to be, tapping on that will give the drone the ability to to follow it automatically. So that, that the, the, usually to do that with a drone, the person needs to wear a kind of tracker or a GPS bracelet. In this instance, all it needs, all you need to do is identify it through the screen and it'll do it. Uh, it also flies longer. You can have uh, the advanced battery system now increases flight time by 25%. So you can uh, fly now for up to 28 minutes on a single with a single charge on the battery. Uh, it's pretty quick as well. Got a range uh, can get up to about 72 kilometers per hour, 
which is pretty quick for a drone. So it's got these sort of sport mode, and it's also got higher motors as well. So on on anyone who's flown, a, especially a Phantom drone, any time you want to go faster, the drone dips forward, and that's how it gains speed. But and oftentimes dipping forward sometimes brings the prop into your video. If your camera is uh, is, is aimed up high, you can see the propellers in the video. Uh, speaking of uh, the camera, it has got a 4K camera that's capable of uh, 30 frames per second or full HD at 120 frames per second if you want to do some slow motion photography. The DJI Phantom 4, it's going to be priced at $2399. That's $2,399. Spare batteries will be $289. It's going to be available later this month, and it'll be available. You can pre-order it now from our good friends at sphere.net.au. Shout out to Jack and Paris from Sphere, sphere.net.au. I've already put my order in. I'm buying this drone, the DJI Phantom 4. You're going to read a full review, and I do get it, though, at techguide.com.au. In the meantime, you can check out our story and also see the introductory video at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If you've got Netflix, well, you need to get a Netgear Nighthawk X4S modem router. And you need you can take your gaming, movies, and streaming to the next level. With MUMIMO, that's short for multi-user, multiple input and output, and quad stream technology, you'll enjoy faster speeds, reduced buffering and lag, and simultaneous streaming to all your devices. So there's less waiting for your favorite movies to load. And with increased range from four high-powered antennas and amplifiers to increase the coverage, dependability, and performance, you can enjoy smooth streaming all summer long. Visit netgear.com.au to learn more. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide helped us today. We're going to talk about SIM-only plans, and in particular, the plans, the new plans introduced by Amazim. Now, those of you know Amazim as the SIM-only reseller. They uh, operate on the Optus network. Uh, it's BYO device, so that if you own your own phone or maybe have a hand-me-down phone, then you can all you need to do is simply buy a SIM card. Now, recently, uh, Amazim's always been on the front foot when it comes to giving customers value, giving them a lot more data, a lot of bang for their buck, and, and that hasn't changed. In fact, they've announced uh, that you'll, you'll be getting even more data on the plans, up to two gigabyte extra. So if you're on the five gig a month plan, you're going to now get seven gig a month, and that's thirty nine ninety. Starting at thirty nine ninety, there's also a forty four ninety seven gig plus plan. Uh, there's also a a larger nine gig plan. And that is which nine gig used to be eight gig now it's nine gig it's forty nine ninety so that's all calls all texts uh, international calls for forty nine ninety a month which is pretty good value you're getting nine gig fifty bucks a month and you're not paying off a phone that's why it's it, it's a cheaper deal three gig unlimited plan twenty nine ninety and then one point five gig plan twenty four ninety now. One little thing you need to look out for, though, is that Amazim have slipped in there the fact that the the payment periods, the billing cycles, are going to be reduced from 30 days to 28 days. So instead of charging your credit card every 30 days, they're going to now charge you every 28 days. People think, yeah, that's not so bad. It's only two days. But there is something you need to look out for. 
by reducing that billing period by two days. That means that Amasim can now charge customers 13 times per year instead of 12. Let's do the math here. 365 divided by 30, in other words, the 30-day plan, and that equals 12.16, which means that on a 30-day plan, so 30-day billing cycle, you'll be charged 12 times a year. Move that down, move it down to the 28-day billing period. 365 divided by 28 equals 13.03. That means an extra month you're going to be paying for your service. Now, if you're on a 5-gig plan, uh, you're now getting 7-gig, but the, it's great that the price hasn't increased Still going to cost you forty four ninety for or thirty nine ninety I should say for seven gig forty four ninety on the seven gig plus let's just use them for as an example, but you are going to pay that one extra time per year, so you're going from four seventy eight eighty a year to five thirty eight eighty a year on the seven gig plan, that's the thirty nine ninety a month plan or. If you're on the seven gig plus plan, forty four ninety per twenty eight days, you're going from five eighteen seventy a year to five eighty three seventy a year. So you are getting more data, but you are paying an extra billing cycle a year to get it. What do you think about that? It is uh, it is pretty a little bit cheeky, I think. Uh, there are a lot of sim only plans out there. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can get in touch with us, info at techguide.com.au. And if you have a question for the Tech Guide help desk, that is the same address to send it to, info at techguide.com.au. And we could be talking about you. And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And as I said, if you want to get in touch with us, you know the email address, info at techguide.com.au. Send us a tweet. I'm at Stephen Fenix. That's Stephen spelt with a P-H. Let us know what you think, anything else you want to talk about, or maybe you have a help desk question. Special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. It's been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.